they summarize what they are saying and what they mean and what they are saying can actually be very difficult to do. But if you love somebody, the effort is worth it. If you truly care about somebody, you will listen attentively to what they have to say. And what is true of communication on the horizontal plane between human beings is also true on the vertical plane with us and God. Um, one of the reasons why God listens to us and gives us his undivided attention when we cry out to him is because he loves us, he cares about us, and he's concerned for us. Um, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So when you care about someone, you listen to what they have to say. And if we love God, we will return the favor. We will listen carefully to what he has to say to us. Um, there's a great episode in Luke 9, 28 and following. Um, it's the transfiguration. Jesus goes up on a mountain with a few of his disciples. And as he's up on the mountain, he is transfigured before their very eyes. In other words, all his glory shines forth and they get to see it. This is what we read. As Jesus was praying, the appearance of his face was altered. Another one of the Gospels accounts says that it shot forth beams of light. It was as bright as the sun. And his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said. He was just taken aback by this sight of glory. But what he did know is that he didn't want to go anywhere. He wanted to stay right there on the mountain. This is what you call a mountaintop experience. And as he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them. And they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Isn't that interesting? Listen to him. I might have expected, This is my son, my chosen one. Worship him. Adore him. Love him as much as I love him. But that's not what the father said. The father said, Listen to him. But of course, worshiping God, Christ, adoring him, and loving him is all included in that statement, listen to him. In fact, here's what I would say. Without listening to Christ, our worship, our adoration, our love is actually subpar at best. Um, one of the reasons why the disciples are being blessed with this glorious sight of Jesus, with God communicating that to them audibly, is that they're reminded 
of the importance of listening to Jesus. And if we are honest, often we are not good listeners. Sometimes when somebody is speaking to us, we, we find our mind racing ahead to what we're going to say in response. Or when someone is talking to us, we're, we're distracted by the things that are going on around us. Or perhaps we're distracted by our, our agenda for the day and, and the work that we have to get done. And, and we don't often listen carefully. But notice the disciples see Jesus in all his blazing glory. God the Father himself descends on the mountain in a cloud. He says, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. The instructions couldn't be any clearer. Let me give you just one other passage that highlights the importance uh, of listening. This is found a uh, chapter later in Luke 10, beginning at verse 38. We read, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. So do you have the picture? It's something like this. Martha is in the kitchen. You can hear the pots and pans banging around. She's trying to get this dinner ready. She's working hard. And where is Mary? Where is my sister who's supposed to be helping me? Well, she's in the living room, <laughs> sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to every word that's coming out of his mouth. We're told, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Wow, that's quite a statement to say, say to Jesus. Don't, don't you care? It gets worse. <laughs> Tell her to help me. That's pretty audacious. Lord, you, you rebuke my sister for sitting there. You tell her she needs to get up, go into the kitchen, go help your sister. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. I always try to imagine what kind of tone it was. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. What's a commendation? Mary has chosen what is best. I will not rebuke her, and what she is doing will not be taken away from her. Wonderful commendation, and she is worthy of our imitation. This reminds us of our need to confess our sins, so let's do so now silently remembering that our God is a gracious, merciful, and forgiving God.